0: Hey Howlers, a couple quick warnings before we get started here today. The first warning, this podcast contains adult content. We're going to be some doing some bloody damn cursing.
1: Shit escalates.
0: And don't be a pixie about it. Uh, the second warning is this podcast contains spoilers, like all of the spoilers.
1: Like the end of the book spoilers. Yeah,
0: we're going to talk about the end of the book today. We're going to talk about events that are coming up and the books to come. To come. Maybe. And uh, if you haven't read the Red Rising series, well, this is not your podcast. Go find another one or Get read out. the books and come back.
1: Also, follow us at Howler Pod on all your favorite social meads. It's at sign H O W L E R P O D. That's the one. Howler Pod.
0: Howler Pod. And now, Howler Pod. Oh! Oh!
1: They took Mustang, I tell my pack. They look on silently. The jackal no longer matters. So now we take Olympus. The smiles they give one another are as chilling as the snow. Several cackles. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hello, howlers. Welcome to HowlerPod. I'm your host, Ben Ryder. I am joined today by my co-host, Aaron Ayers.
1: Hello, howlers.
0: Welcome to HowlerPod the one and only podcast for all things red rising where every week we dive deep to break down celebrate and discuss all aspects of the fantastic red rising series by hello number one pierce brown yes sir uh today guys we're we're finishing red rising
1: book one book
0: one it's over today i hope you read all the chapters
1: don't cry we'll come back for golden sun
0: (laughs) we will be back for golden sun that is the plan uh, but today, we're going to finish up Red Rising. It's a very exciting time. I think the first thing that we need to do is talk about what actually happened in these chapters.
1: Right. And these chapters are 38 through the end of the book.
0: So let's load up this star shell and shoot straight into our chapter summaries.
1: Hopefully, we don't shit our suits.
0: Uh, never want to do that. Uh, the first chapter is chapter 38, The Fall of Apollo. Bye, bitch. In this chapter... Daryl flees uh, that oncoming bear, that pesky bear from the last chapter.
1: Pesky is an understatement. <laughs>
0: it's a big
1: fucking bear. He
0: barely escapes before the bear gets stuck in a trap set by our man Severo. Uh, yeah. He's back. Uh, Daryl returns to the camp after being saved by uh, Severo and begins telling his tale to the rest of the group. They are suddenly joined by Apollo and a Jamfield and a few other proctors. Uh, several makes an excuse to leave he's uh, drank all of apollo's wine and has to pee air quotes Uh, darrow and the others distract apollo from within the jam field Uh, their plan totally works several along with tactus have managed to uh, run over to apollo's castle and start an assault before proctor apollo can warn the uh, students there Uh, so in an attempt to turn the tide of the battle Apollo gives his pulse spear to the Primus of the house. Daryl takes him one on one, gives him some slick moves, and he takes the pulse spear, beats him, and then he hucks that pulse spear, or sorry, that pulse spear, at the Proctors, curses them out, let them know they're next.
1: Bold move.
0: Bold move, Daryl.
1: The next chapter, thirty nine, is called "The Proctor's Bounty." Um, This is where Fitchner comes to speak with Darrow after they take House Apollo. And uh, he implores him to stop fighting with the Proctors um, on the basis that they won't let him win and that he'll kill himself. But then Darrow learns that Fitchner is actually Severo's father, Mm. Daddy Dearest. Mm -hmm. And Fitchner just wants to protect his son.
0: Can't blame him there.
1: Very noble cause. So Darrow then knocks him out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Typical. Okay, next chapter, chapter 40, Paradigm. So after the meeting with Fitchner, Darrow decides to strike out immediately for House Jupiter. It's like, we're going to take that castle. Um, His army marches for like four days, and then they start their siege. Um, After their siege starts, a student from House Jupiter named Lucian comes out of the castle with a proposal of surrender. Darrow, sensing a trap, knows that the proctors wouldn't let him take the castle so easily. So he has his entire army act drunk. And he does also. And then he confronts Lucian, letting him know, hey, bro, I think you're up to something.
1: Then Darrow drives a dagger through his hand.
0: Gotcha, bitch.
1: This is chapter 41, (laughs) the jackal. So he buries the dagger all the way through the jackal's hand and table and traps him there. Darrow um, then gives him a knife and tells him to cut his hand off and that if he does, he can leave freely. No hand.
0: Bad idea, bro.
1: Yeah. So the jackal begins to cut his hand off because he's a psychopath. (laughs) Pax holds the dagger down so he can't cheat. Pax eventually can't take it anymore. He gives the jackal an ion blade to finish the job more quickly. So the jackal cuts his hand off. And then everything happens really fast. A proctor comes through a window with a ghost cloak, drops a sonic detonator. The jackal grabs it, then stabs Pax through the throat with the ion blade, then presses the detonator and blasts everyone back. um, And everyone gets scrambled. Then the jackal comes at Darrow with the ion blade and Pax sacrifices his body to save Darrow's life. And the Jackal aggressively stabs Pax to death before fleeing.
0: Super aggressive.
1: Super terrible. (laughs) Now we hate him even more. Everyone's left stunned. And then they quickly pursue the Jackal's bloody trail in the snow. They almost get to him. And then fucking Proctor Apollo interferes. Blasts everyone back down the hill except for Darrow. And then he is attacking Darrow. Lifts him up by his hair. And goes like a thousand feet into the air. (laughs) And then he drops Darrow, wait, back up, like a 1,000 feet into the air. Then he tells Darrow that the Proctors have captured Mustang. Bad
0: move, bro. And now
1: Darrow's even more pissed because he's like, that dickhead just killed my best friend, Pax, and now you took my girlfriend. So Apollo drops Darrow, obviously trying to kill him, but Darrow's floating Uh because he has Fitzgerald's grab boots. Surprise. (laughs) And then Darrow stabs Apollo to death with his knife ring and uh, he falls to the ground.
0: So that takes us to chapter 42, War on Heaven. Darrow, now filled with rage after learning of Mustang's uh, kidnapping, sets his sights on Olympus. He and the Howlers use the two pairs of grab boots from Fitchner and Apollo fly up to the mountain They start wrecking shit. They take some proctors, catch a few off guard. Darrow's forced to fight a few others, uh, Mercury and Jupiter especially. But the Howlers and Darrow manage to capture or kill all of the proctors. And then they find the armory and Mustang. They have taken Olympus.
1: Damn.
0: Way to go, guys.
1: Chapter 43, The Last Test. Darrow finds Mustang in a suite, sleeping on the floor in the corner. He tells her that uh, about the jackal, and he offers the army to her to go root him out, and she agrees. Before she leaves, they share a passionate kiss. Uh oh. Uh oh, first kiss. <laughs> Fitchner then is brought up from the dungeons. He tells Darrow after Mustang has left that Mustang and the jackal are twins. Shit! What the hell, Mustang? Yeah. Tidbit you could have told someone. <laughs> So Darrow freaks out, and Darrow and the Howlers rush from Olympus to prepare for a war with Mustang and the Jackal, the Augustus twins. Mm-hmm. They go to Castle Mars first to claim the standard. Cassius uh, hands the standard and Primus over to Darrow, and Cassius then spits in Darrow's face <laughs> and swears a blood feud on him. It's pretty which means stuff. if they ever meet. They have to duel and one has to die.
0: Mm-hmm. And that takes us to the last chapter, chapter 44, Rise. Darrow thinks at this point, Mustang is going to betray him for her brother. So he's preparing his army and Olympus for battle. He's getting everybody into place. He's like, you go there. I'm going to go here. To Darrow's surprise, Mustang returns with her brother bound and gag. And, and naked. And presents him as a prize darrow has won he wins
1: pretty easy in the end yeah thanks mustang
0: yeah thanks mustang uh then severo edits together the footage to tell the story they want to all the drafters and people watching what's going on severo tells darrow that he edited out what darrow said to apollo leaving darrow to wonder if he heard the bloody damn that he screamed at apollo
1: apollo certainly heard it
0: yeah i think severo did too so as the drafters and the noble houses arrive now that the game is over, uh, everyone wants their shot to to recruit Darrow. He's that he's the bell of the ball. But one guy in particular comes up. He pulls Darrow aside, Archgovernor Augustus, and uh, Darrow tells him, "Hey man, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell everybody that you're cheating for your son." And Archgovernor's like, "Okay, cool. You want to be a lancer?" And Darrow's like, Sure, and that's the end of the book. <laughs> In so few words,
1: <laughs> and uh, Augustus says, "Rise, my son. Rise, rise, <laughs> rise, my son. Rise."
0: Yeah, it was, it was exactly. I like pictured
1: that. him being like old.
0: Okay, so that was a lot of plot.
1: Holy shit! I think the theme for the <laughs> chapters is.
0: What is the theme for this week, Aaron?
1: Momentum.
0: Escalation. Lots-
1: Lots of bloody damn shit (laughs) happens. That's the theme.
0: Yeah. One thing after another. Basically, uh, we thought this week was kind of just like an escalation of events. One after another that leads Darrow to um, his final choice to join House Augustus. Like he, every single decision he makes throughout these chapters builds on itself.
1: Like an avalanche Mm -hmm. of action.
0: Have you ever seen, do you remember those? uh cartoons back in the day when like goofy was skiing and there would be a small snowball at the top of the mountain yes and then it would start rolling downhill and it would become a huge snowball and then it would just like destroy everything in his path happen yeah this is they're just snowballs this is darrow today he's the snowball is a giant snowball in a goofy cartoon
1: yeah that's (laughs) him that's i'm sure that was the image pierce was going for giant goofy snowball
0: Thinking about these like reading these chapters back, I totally forgot how fast this book goes. Like it gets me every single time.
1: Right. Oh, and we both were just talking about this, we forgot how like the whole jackal thing happened right. with like him pretending to be Lucian mm-hmm. and then how quickly Pax dies. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I forgot how that all happened. Yeah,
0: it's just one thing after another like as soon as he has that first meeting with Apollo. Like, everything happens so quickly. And uh, the end of this book, the last, you know, 75 pages here, is just a full sprint. Right. It's amazing. Um, So this week, we're going to kind of talk about our theme of momentum uh, in a series of moments instead of quotes. Like, usually we have quotes that kind of help us out with the theme. This week, we're going to talk about specific moments from the chapters where Daryl made a decision. And then that decision leads to the next decision and it just keeps we're basically going itself.
1: to also gain momentum right s- such as darrow just did
0: yeah so we think that the the first basic step in this escalation yeah point. so think about think about things as like a ladder this is like the first rung on our ladder
1: or like augustus rise my son you're
0: <laughs> really good at saying that extremely creepily <laughs>
1: Rise, my son. Rise. So you have to th- kind of like shake your whole body when you do it. Rise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it really does work well.
1: Rise.
0: <laughs> so, yeah,
1: we're going to rise up <laughs> when you're never on your knees. I'm oh, sorry. I was trying to do a.
0: That's for our Hamilton podcast. A Hamilton again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I've already done that once. What's the greatest showman one?
0: I don't. I haven't seen that one.
1: Oh, this is me. That song. Oh okay. That's Darrow in these chapters. Yeah, he's definitely like you can't hold him down.
0: What would a Red Rising musical look like? <laughs> it would look
1: like <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hamilton and the Great Showman put together, because that's how what I would do.
0: The dance number in this section of the book would be incredible.
1: Oh, they they could do the dance with the razors.
0: Yeah, for sure. And
1: Darrow can just like bowl through them all.
0: Maybe instead of a TV <laughs> series, we just need to. Get a Broadway musical going.
1: Let's do it.
0: Okay, that's next. Well, we I, could we'll, actually make some money out of we'll, it. We'll finish the podcast for podcast first, and then we'll do the. Broadway we'll musical. we'll make a musical. All yeah. right.
1: So the first escalation point, as you were saying, is.
0: uh This is when Darrow he has everyone take off their rings, and he's like got his crew around, and he's saying, "Guys, this is what's really going on."
1: Mm-hmm. This is when he lets everyone in on the secret of all the proctor interference
0: yeah so at that point they all have a choice like it's basically turned from a game between the students into a game of darrow's army versus the proctors
1: and augustus
0: and augustus yeah he's really behind the he's proctors pulling cheating. the strings yeah
1: the second step is really apollo coming to darrow's army mm-hmm. and threatening them kind of as a group right and that's when they're kind of.
0: They use that as a distraction to start their oh yeah, assault on House Apollo.
1: That's the other uh, escalation point. But also now Darrow's army sees that Darrow's telling the truth for one. If mm-hmm. they didn't fully believe him, and they're pissed off that Apollo has the gall to come, like threaten them to their faces, right. like openly cheating.
0: It binds uh, Darrow's group together at that point against right. the Proctors
1: they they all kind of like taunt apollo to his face
0: right <laughs> after they've tricked him yeah they start taunting him again and then the the next step after that is once they've taken house apollo they're openly challenging the proctors like daryl's cursing at them he's saying jupiter you're next mm-hmm. uh, he calls him dog shit he throws a spear at them like it's he it's has pretty serious. no
1: respect right <laughs> he does not respect his elders
0: so that's a that's a pretty big step from you know defying what the proctors want him to do to openly challenging them straight up like these people as fishner says they will kill you son yeah that's a and so that's cousin oh, uh, boyo boyo yeah the
1: lad let's just agree you're not going to call me lad
0: <laughs> and so the next decision that Darrow makes at this point is during that conversation with Fitchner, he kind of grabs him, gives him a couple elbows to the face,
1: (laughs) kind of, (laughs) and then yeah,
0: takes his grab boots and decides to attack House Jupiter.
1: Yeah, and I think Darrow attacking Fitchner, his own proctor, that's when he really dives in both feet. Yeah, there's no going back. You know, you can't. Mm -hmm. Like, Fitchner could technically have repercussions on Darrow mm-hmm. if if he was, you know, allowed to leave mm-hmm. it all before Darrow takes
0: Olympus. He's also a person that can technically help Darrow, you know, but he's not really helping Darrow. So Darrow takes...
1: Takes advantage of it.
0: And takes that into his own hands, you know, mm-hmm. takes the responsibility of um, fighting the Proctors on himself. Great. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take the it. next one?
1: So then, next step after that, more escalation. And Our snowball's getting bigger. Big, bigger snowball, and that maybe medium sized now. This is a
0: medium sized snowball.
1: Just goofy's head and the uh, arms are sticking <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, there's still. still
0: some limbs outside of it.
1: So he meets. The I love jackal. this analogy, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> um, next step he meets the jackal. Jackal kills Pax, and then the Proctors help the jackal escape. So this is. Again, another step where mm-hmm. they are turning their backs on Darrow and helping the jackal, further cementing Darrow's idea of kicking the shit out of everybody. Yeah, like,
0: fuck these proctors. My my friend's dead now.
1: Right. And if, if like, at one point, proctors would actually, like, stand up to mm-hmm. Augustus and the jackal, then Darrow wouldn't have to kick the shit out of them.
0: Right. And as they're chasing... The the jackal, he's gotten away. He's, he's um, getting helped by the proctors. As they're chasing him, Apollo steps in, stops the howlers, takes Darrow, like we talked about, flies him up in the air, and at that point tells him that they have Mustang.
1: Which, not a good idea. No,
0: because this is like now our snowball is knocking over a building <laughs> because this is Darrow's breaking point. Like, and we
1: all know Darrow blacks out a little yeah. and just starts killing everybody.
0: The things have escalated to the point where there is absolutely no going back because Darrow kills Paulo.
1: Right. And Darrow even says, like, I wasn't planning on killing him, but they took Mustang. So bye. they
0: gon' not get it.
1: So he stabs him multiple times in the eyeball.
0: Yeah. He loses himself in this moment, too, because like he says, bloody damn, he just can't. He can't he control it. out. Right.
1: So, yeah. Then Apollo falls and all the Howlers see what he's done. Mm-hmm. And they're all in. Darrow says, we're taking Olympus. Yep. And uh, I really think all this escalation and Darrow's ability to keep fighting and take Olympus and everything really is only because his howlers are so fully following him yeah they they don't even question it Mm -hmm. they're like excited Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah that's they talk about that in one of the chapters they talk uh, mustang talks to him about that how uh the followers in his group or his soldiers in his army they think he's like a conqueror of the the old times you know like alexander the great or something like that and Mm -hmm. they'll follow him to the ends of the of the world basically
1: into the game at least.
0: Yeah. Uh and at this point like our, the momentum that's been building throughout these chapters that it has reached just full bore like we are wide open flying can't, down. Can't see Goofy. Either. Yeah, Goofy's gone. The town is being crushed by an avalanche at this point.
1: Right. And the interesting thing is um right when the game's over it all kind of stops right
0: daryl's just riding it all out he's riding it out like he's kind of like surfing on top of it and then it all stops and it quiets the
1: calm after the storm.
0: right and then uh so yeah he takes olympus he captures the proctors there's really no going back after i mean after attacking olympus he can't stop this train it is going down the tracks there's so many fucking metaphors going on right now
1: So then after getting uh, Olympus, getting his primus hand, mm-hmm. Mustang doesn't attack him. Mm-hmm. Now That's it's, kind of the
0: de-escalation at this point. Right. Yeah. It's, all,
1: it's all worked out now. Mm-hmm. Good job, Darrow. Mm-hmm. He only killed a few people. That's pretty good for yep. him. And uh, the final step, really, to kind of cap off all of Darrow's accomplishments at this point is... The meteoric
0: rise. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: there that's a space reference yep we, we got it <laughs> this is like uh you know the mars lander <laughs> um, when it's coming into mars and then you know it doesn't crash it softly sets itself right with a, with few dust yep on its cameras a little bit a <laughs> little bit <laughs> um so he joins house augustus This is where also you see Darrow's gotten his head back on straight. Mm -hmm. He's now thinking again outside of himself. He thinks like, what would Dancer have me do in this moment? He's looking at all the other people there that are wanting to talk to him to give him apprenticeship. And he makes the political choice that Dancer would have him do. So he sets his wants aside and does the right thing. Yeah, just think
0: about how difficult that would be that is the man that killed his wife i mean yeah and basically
1: this is the first time Darrow is um in a position so he has like seen him again at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. but now Darrow kind of knows his own strength and he's grown a lot in mm-hmm. terms of fighting right um so it's actually the first time he's been face to face with augustus where he might actually be able to like fight him
0: yeah he could knife ring him in the face if he wanted to just
1: go around knife ringing everyone (laughs) they might catch his trick after a while well
0: his ultimate goal would be over at that point like he could never achieve living for more like yo wanted him to
1: right and no one would want him as an apprentice Mm -hmm. if they were like oh he's just gonna kill everybody (laughs) right you know (laughs) like titus
0: yeah yeah, so I mean this that is the last step in Darrow's after all this momentum has built up. He's able to stop, find himself again and then realize what his true purpose is and that's to, you know, live for more, live for the the rebellion that he's trying to make happen.
1: Maybe suck up a little to people he hates. I couldn't
0: imagine that that would just be an incredibly tough moment like if the guy that literally like hung your wife yeah. And you have to kneel down and join his house. Like you have to forsake your name and become part of his family. It's pretty heavy That's shit. Bold. Yeah. Way to go, Daryl.
1: Let's move on to the prime five.
0: Yeah. Now that we know what happened and we talked about the tremendous sense of <laughs> momentum that Meteoric occurred.
1: rise. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a a more red rising appropriate theme. <laughs>
0: That occurred during those chapters. Now it's time for the Prime 5, which is five of our favorite insights and observations from this week's chapters. Sure is. Do you want to go first?
1: Sure. One of our favorite ones, and we'll start this week with this, was Mustang and Darrow's interactions again.
0: Gotta love the love. Yeah.
1: We're suckers for love story. (laughs) Um, We're just
0: suckers for Mustang and Darrow. Right.
1: So, uh... You know they have a little flirty flirt action again. Um, Mustang at one point slaps him on the butt.
0: Love that part, right before he's about to go fight the Apollo Primus.
1: She says, "Get me their Primus." Yeah, take him. Take his take their Primus. And Then
0: gives him a slap on the butt, and of course, again he's like, "I'm fucking Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I can like, do sure, anything." Sure you that Primus. <laughs>
1: Um, and then of course they share their first kiss after he Mm. saves the damsel in distress, which she's really pissed off about, which Mm -hmm. is hilarious. Um, so yeah, just the passion and the relationship that they've built kind of comes to that moment where finally, you know, they get to share that moment. Um, but Darrow still holds back. He saves the Hamanthus because he still can't quite let ioko which mm-hmm. that's good he's holding on to our home girl yo
0: right but also in this is just like then there's that moment where he's questioning whether mustang's going to betray him which is kind of interesting as well mm-hmm. i was trying to think back to like the first time i read the book and whether i thought mustang was actually going to betray him
1: i know this time through i was like i was like come on darrow don't right. be an idiot right we're like she hates her brother everyone knows that
0: mm-hmm but yeah, that was a pretty big revelation, especially the first time you read it. The right. fact that Mustang doesn't uh, obviously doesn't join the Jackal, but she comes back with him bound and gagged, and basically presents the win. And to naked, Darrow. you keep
1: forgetting that he's naked, <laughs>
0: <laughs> naked, bound and gagged. Yeah, she basically gives shameful. she she shores up the game for Darrow. I mean, he was I he was gonna have to like I know we could fight have had that like out ten otherwise. more
1: chapters on our hands, right? If Mustang hadn't so quickly um, made that decision to betray her family for right. Darrow.
0: Right, and she later on says, like, I don't even consider him to be my brother, you know? Mm-hmm. So,
1: And, yeah, they, she describes their relationship and how he would always play games, like, mind games with her, mm-hmm. and she always knew he was twisted. And yeah. Plenty just jackal. not, you know, the worst brother... <laughs> Couldn't stand up to the jackal. I
0: don't yeah, think. No, uh, the worst. Yeah, so that was a great. Like we we're we're a Mustang fan club podcast here. Yeah, so. if, if you
1: don't like Mustang, <laughs> why the fuck do you like these books?
0: So we picked that one just so we could talk about Mustang because she's, she's awesome.
1: She's about to be your queen.
0: Right, I love her. Okay, I'll take the next one, and that is there's this really tremendous description of. Darrow when he's about to take Mount Olympus like it's like right when he first get, gets up there it's just a really cool like visceral uh, description of Darrow and the Howlers and I just love all the descriptive language that uh, Pierce uses in this uh, passage I'm going to read it here in just a second but he not only describes the way Darrow looks he's like describing the smell describing the, fee- the feel, like some of the pain he's in. And it just really puts you, like gives you this amazing picture of Darrow in this moment. Okay, so it starts, I wear recoil armor of gold. It is a second skin. My face alone is exposed. I take ash from one of the howlers and streak it across my cheeks and mouth. My eyes burn with anger. Blonde hair is wild to the shoulders, unbound. I pull my sling blade and clinch the shortwave pulse fist in my left. A razor hangs from my waist. I don't know how to use it. Dirt under my nails. Frostbite on my pinky and middle finger of the left hand. I stink. My cloak stinks like the dead thing it is. It hangs limp behind me. White stained with a proctor's blood. I pull up the hood. We all do. We look like wolves and we smell blood. Wow. That's like chills. That's good shit. Good shit, Pierce. That's our good shit Pierce moment of the week. (laughs) (laughs) it's a new moment
1: (laughs) good shit pierce
0: i feel like we have one of those where we're just like pierce is a great writer every time bud
1: (laughs) i know i won't say which book i'm reading now but it's another reread and i was i was reading it and i was like i remember liking this book a lot more before red rising and (laughs) i was like now i kind of hate it because it's just not as good yep Pierce, thanks for ruining every other book. For <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: got a way about him, man. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Uh, you got the next one.
1: So, Prime 5, Part 3. Mm-hmm. This is another interaction um, in relationship that Darrow has. One that's close to his heart and mm-hmm. ours. It's um, Darrow and Cassius' last conversation. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Cassius has stabbed Darrow in the gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been months and months since they've seen each other. How many months? I can't remember. But enough for the seasons to change.
0: Yeah, it's been a while.
1: It's been a while. So, the whole time Darrow is progressing in the game and gathering Oathbreakers and building his army, mm-hmm. um, Cassius has been basically uh, shored up in House Mars holding off attacks. Yeah, it
0: sounds like they're just like warring with Jupiter the whole yeah. time.
1: Oh, before I go on, one thing we should talk about is Daryl cuts Antonia down from like the cross she's hanging on. Right,
0: Should have left her there.
1: Bad <laughs> idea. I forgot about that. He cuts her down. I was like, no, leave that
0: bitch up there. <laughs> yeah. There's anybody that deserves to get crucified. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's Antonia. That makes I, me a I bad just, person. I forgot I'm that, a bad person. Um,
1: darrow's army is the one who saves her yeah. from that like shouldn't she be more thankful in the future <laughs> and not as psycho
0: i wonder she must have tried to like dis- betray cassius in some way or something like that oh
1: she's being a sneaky bitch always she can't help her herself and
0: fucking vixis
1: yeah and cassandra dies she dies yeah yeah he yeah vixis is up there too mm-hmm. another one he's a
0: sneaky little bitch too
1: Anyways, bat that was that was such a quick little moment, and right. you're like, bad decision, don't do it.
0: On a okay, and also like Rogues back at that point too. I was like, oh shit. Oh hey Rogue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So back to Cassius. Cassius. Mm-hmm. This is like a big moment where we kind of hear Darrow's inner thoughts about like even though Cassius betrayed him, he still loves him, and once. Wants uh, Cassie's to forgive him. Yeah,
0: I feel sorry too for him. You can see like the see decisions, how he's yeah, that he made are really mm-hmm. weighed on him.
1: And he's and Roke even says that um, to not to kill him because he's all torn up from what he did to Darrow. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure he's extra torn up because he he thinks that Darrow deserved it, mm-hmm. but then he still feels the guilt of betraying his closest friend. You know. So um yeah,
0: that's a really complicated matter right there.
1: Real complicated. So at at one moment, you're like, oh, maybe they'll make up. No, Cassius <laughs> rips a scab off.
0: Sucks so gross. the blood
1: from it <laughs> and spits Darrow's face.
0: I was like, gross, Cassius, unnecessary.
1: Like, ugh. <laughs> rips a scab off. This is
0: a huge setup for a golden sun right here. It I is. I mean, because that is, for stomping
1: on tables.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is probably this sets up my like favorite part of of the books mm-hmm. of any of the books is that fight between why does
1: Daryl and... yell at him across the room on the table
0: I don't know he basically just like calls him a pussy and yeah. <laughs> his entire family You're like, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> in front of everybody yeah dude it gets so intense I like I might want to do just an entire podcast on just that one chapter on just, yeah I'm <laughs> just that one phrase I get so pumped up when I read that I don't know why
1: Yep. So, that's the the setup, and kind of like closing the book for now on their friendship. Right.
0: Not gonna happen. They're never really friends again. I mean, technically, they're like they
1: are, because Cassius um, fake kills Severo and everything. Right. I think
0: like he goes along with that stuff, and but I don't think that Cassius ever sees Darrow like as a friend ever again definitely not as a brother anyway you know like the way they were
1: i think that he
0: does
1: (laughs) (laughs) well maybe in uh you know dark dark age
0: age, or the book after that we'll figure something Uh, out
1: cassius might not be floating around anymore
0: or do you feel like cassius is going to come back and do something for darrow
1: can't trick me again after that Severo stuff
0: no but i think he's going to come back and like ultimately help darrow in some way like either by sacrificing his own life or something like that to get darrow back on track Hmm. because darrow's fucked up right now anyways that's our yeah sorry that diverged big time
1: dark age i think won't be that happy i think it'll just be dark it's gonna be pretty (laughs) sad it's gonna get worse
0: uh okay, moving on to the next one in the Prime Five. That was a great discussion on Darrow and Cassius. uh this was an observation that I had while reading um these chapters. It was uh the moment when the jackal is knifed to the table, I guess is how you would put that. <laughs> he's he's stuck, stuck to the table. <laughs> yeah. And he's like uh looking around, he's he's looking at all the howlers. He's like, if any one of you kills Daryl right now, you know, I'll give you whatever you want. Basically, my daddy will give you whatever you want. One howler in particular responds to this or seems kind of intrigued by it, and that is Thistle. And as we know, later on, Thistle actually betrays the howlers, leaves the howlers, and becomes a bone rider. So I just thought that was an interesting moment where she, like, she has the thought, like, maybe I should betray in this moment but then several's like pulls out his knives and he's like nah nobody move and uh thistle he doesn't says, do anything obviously so
1: simple yeah it says thistle doesn't move right but yeah she does eventually
0: but it seems like she has like him. a thought right there which is interesting just because later on she well, does she's like up, what do you
1: mean yeah toadstool she kind of mm-hmm. is like what do you why are you calling us a toadstool
0: mm-hmm it just seems like maybe she's thinking about taking his offer and then eventually does. So I thought that was interesting.
1: He's, uh, Severus says, You simply need to kill Big Nasty Reaper here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the jackal says? The jackal yeah, calls yeah, him yeah. Big Nasty Reaper. Big Nasty Reaper, yeah.
1: I also like when the jackal says, um, I don't speak statue. <laughs>
0: I like when they introduce each other to like they're introducing themselves to each other. And uh, the jackals like, you have a way better nickname than right. I do. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: He's like, I, I'll put an apple in Lilith's mouth because she's the one that came up with my stupid name. Yeah. Yep.
0: All right. Let's do this last prime five. <sighs> All right. This is Pour a
1: one out for your homeboy. Yeah.
0: This is just a full on shout out Pax Love Fest right now.
1: Yep, We want to remember Pax. Yep. Um. And we also want to remember his sacrifice for Darrow and unknowingly his sacrifice for all the low colors that Darrow eventually frees.
0: True. Good point. Yeah, you don't even think about that. We always think about this is the moment when Pax dies, but it's actually the moment he saves Darrow's life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which is kind of cool.
1: So I forgot how terribly he dies. So oh, it's bad thanks jackal yeah i this is one where you're not um reading it like crying you're reading it like horrified you're like what the fuck is Mm -hmm. happening (laughs) you know
0: and Uh, he's just such a sweet soul he dies with a little smile on his his face face. because he knows he's protecting darrow loves him so much oh man gosh Pax.
1: and his big bro and dad don't even know
0: yet i know what could have been there was also a really cool moment I thought earlier in the chapters where Apollo's talking to them in that jam field, and Severo, campfire. yeah, and Severo's run off, and then Apollo eventually figures out like, oh shit, they're attacking. Oh yeah, uh, they the released the jam field and they can yeah. hear screams. Yeah. And then Pax just starts going, "Uh oh, uh oh!" He like starts thumping his chest He's at like, Apollo. Uh-oh. <laughs> just gave me the funniest mental image <laughs> of like Pax just taunting, being like a giant baby. <laughs> yeah. <"Uh-oh.">
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Hopefully, he is now um, in the veil with large obsidian <laughs> they women. don't
0: even believe in afterlife though only the reds do i think right. yeah so
1: thanks pax for saving our poor pax our hero but you know the jack would have just stabbed himself in the throat I know,
0: that that goes back to that story that anybody could have been pulled out of that hat right and pax was the one do
1: you want to retell that story no i don't okay everyone remembers
0: yeah i think they've heard it before but it's just Pierce
1: like pulls the name out of a hat
0: yep so we just wanted to take our last Prime Five spot to just cheers to Pax, and uh, pour one out for our homie. We'll never see him again, but we will always remember him. Pax, we have, we have Ow, Telemannus. Tel- tel- we have
1: great memories of him, <laughs> and we still get his family, so that's good. That's
0: true. We like the Telemannus. Yeah. Now that we've finished our Prime Five, it's time to name our Primus of the week, and also our also known as Arch Primus. Of the entire book, pretty much, right?
1: Guess who our arch premise is?
0: This is, this is, this is a tough one.
1: Uh, it's Darrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: because he definitely won the book, because it's about mm. him. Also, he won because he kicked everyone's ass and tied up all the Proctors and, you know won everything
0: right he wins the book and the week this was a great week for darrow
1: he also won the institute
0: he won the institute he's a lancer for house augustus now he's in prime position to fuck shit up
1: yeah he's going on to space school
0: yeah space school at the academy <laughs> Gotta love that
1: do you think they get a degree in space <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't think he got one since he got beat by Carnus.
1: oh can't Letters. let him win everything. <laughs> Don't ruin it. No ah! spoilers. <laughs> all right. Um, thanks, Darrow, for you know, all your rage. Yeah, I
0: mean, this is the ultimate come up. We started as a red in chapter one. Now we're a gold, about to be a peerless scarred of uh the uh, primus of the institute. Right. Lancer of House Augustus. Darrow has basically achieved all of his goals and he has set himself up to start this revolution. He's found out a new strategy. He's found thanks, some. Thanks Mustang. Thanks Mustang. He's found some new allies. Once again, thanks, thanks Mustang. Thanks.
1: <laughs> and thanks Howlers. And
0: thanks Howlers. <laughs> thanks, Howlers. thanks Severo. Uh, and and Fitchner well, down the line Severo as well. thanks
1: Severo for like saving Daryl from dying multiple times.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, he's amazing.
1: No, no great hero can do it all on their own. True. Very they true. They need to be lifted up. And times. if there's
0: one person that knows that, I think it is Darrow.
1: Yeah. We should also mention when um, Darrow agrees to be of House Augustus, that's like another knife in Cassius's side. Oh, yeah. I didn't it kind think of about like that. drives the blood feud even deeper oh, yeah. because there's a family blood feud.
0: Oh, yeah. He's already getting mixed up in years of Bologna, Augustus, back and forth. Right. Yeah. More drama. He
1: kind of picked a side there.
0: We, yeah. He had to, I mean,
1: Cassius doesn't know that he wants to rip Augustus's head off.
0: Right. So, yeah. Congratulations, Darrow. You have won our week, and you have won the book.
1: Arch Primus. Way to go.
0: That's, I think that's, that's, that's Red Rising. That, I think we did it.
1: I kind of feel like they feel at the end of the Institute. I feel a little lost.
0: I know. I like, don't know where to walk. I don't know where to sit now.
1: I might just wander out of here. Just looking
0: around, I'm like, "Oh, the Mustang's over there. Oh, Severo's over there. Oh man."
1: Oh man, I might, I might just go home.
0: (laughs) What do we do now? I guess we have to read Golden Sun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pierce can't ever stop writing, because like, what if we feel like this after?
0: Oh man, yeah. Whatever he names the
1: book after Dark Age.
0: Right. I think he'll. be revisiting this this world tv
1: show i think we deserve it
0: that's that's what we need for real yeah
1: all right well let's move on to i guess real life
0: yeah thanks for reading red rising with us we're going to move on to golden sun but before we end the podcast aaron do you know what it's time for
1: what are we into this week
0: i'll go first
1: okay you go first
0: this week i am into a uh, writer screenwriter named william goldman he actually passed away just recently but he's an amazing writer uh he's written a lot of movies and books uh most famously known for writing the princess bride but he's also wrote uh, a couple other like amazing movies like misery marathon man all the president's men uh butch cassidy and the sundance kid anyway He's a great screenwriter, so my suggestion is to go out and watch one of his movies. I just watched uh, Maverick, and I'm currently reading a book of his called Adventures in Screenwriting. It's about um, Hollywood and the way the business works and being a screenwriter. He's an incredible writer, one of the best screenwriters of all time, so go watch one of his movies or read one of his books. That's my suggestion this week.
1: That was William Goldman.
0: William Goldman. He's a really cool dude.
1: All right, and I'm into the uh, Mars Curiosity rover. Oh. Because it's fucking Mars, dude. (laughs) And this, like, 360 camera
0: is... Oh, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah.
1: So for work, I had to take 360 shots, um, and I had to kind of, like, look through the photos. And Mm -hmm. now looking through Curiosity's photos, I kind of feel like I took those photos. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm uh what's called anthropomorphizing <laughs> <laughs> you know what i
0: think so maybe We're anthropomorphizing <laughs> or something like that
1: <laughs> yeah i'm kind of like anthropomorphizing i can't say that word <laughs>
0: anthropomorphizing um
1: curiosity here (laughs) because obviously it has a face Mm -hmm. like wally Mm -hmm. and it's definitely as kind as wally and saves cockroaches really i love the excitement of tracking the rover before it landed because obviously a lot of these crash and they can't change the trajectory or speed at this point it's like either all their math is going to work or it's not Mm -hmm. and like if like a random you know Meteor or something clipped it. It would fuck everything up. So mm-hmm. it was really exciting watching it come in. Now it's exciting, of course, seeing the photos.
0: Those things and, are incredible.
1: Like obviously, the night photo is mm-hmm. so cool because there's no lights on Mars, no light no pollution. One, yeah, because the Reds haven't terraformed it yet.
0: Right. That's a good call though. If you have not seen those photos yet or gone and looked at that um stuff, it's incredible. Yeah, just Google it. You can. It's so cool. Look
1: at all the. Pictures
0: like literally looking at an alien world, it's just like you're like, that's not Earth, it's incredible. So
1: it kind of reminds me of uh, Arizona, it does, <laughs> it's just a desert, <laughs> so Mars in Vegas is or something, Arizona, yeah. I'm basically, sure. just past that hill, that's where the, the Vegas Strip is, you know.
0: That's true, On Mars.
1: So check it out. Yep, Mars that's, Rover and William Goldman.
0: Yeah, that's what we're into this week.
1: What are we doing next week?
0: I guess next episode. God, we're so bad about that. Next episode. We will return. There might be a small break between when we Christmas break. release these episodes and when we return for Golden Sun. But we will be back. We promise we are going to read Golden Sun chapters 1 through 5.
1: So start and then we'll read the rest of
0: hey, Oh, we, <laughs> 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 we were we were going to read the rest of the book? Did uh, we not talk about that before this? Right, right. <laughs> okay. Well, apparently we're going to read the entire Golden Sun book.
1: But the first episode back, just first one through back, five. Chapters one through five. And we're, we'll be at the Academy.
0: We'll be at the Academy. Very exciting stuff. Some More space learning. battles.
1: More learning for Darrow. Some
0: new characters. Some Victra. Ugh. Oh, I love Victra. You don't like Victra?
1: oh I, th- I was thinking of
0: antonia uh, no it's her sister <laughs> <laughs> I was i'm gonna sorry say. i do like victor. <laughs> victor is awesome victor's going
1: to yeah. try to sleep with everybody oh yeah mostly Darrow.
0: oh every time they get like they have that conversation i'm like daryl if i was Darrow, i would totally would have done it no well yeah
1: yeah if victor walked up to your <laughs> bar you'd be like bye <laughs> yeah. bye friends oh, do
0: not even mustang who <laughs> 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 Your name's a
1: horse, take a big Right. all right, uh, yeah, it'll be fun.
0: yeah, it's gonna be great.
1: All right, well, don't forget to follow us at howlerpod uh,
0: on hey, all why the don't social we, media why you platforms
1: to share those Mars rover photos.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe we'll post some
1: we'll try to figure that out. We'll
0: put it up there. also, you can email us if you have a suggestion for the podcast or uh email want us. us to answer a question, maybe
1: it's at the address is howlerpod
0: at gmail.com gmail. That's it. It's just howlerpod, spelled the same way as all the other times we've spelled Howler pod.
1: howlerpod. <laughs> uh Pod stands for podcast.
0: It's <laughs> incredible. So uh, that's Red Rising. We did it. Oh. Thanks, Howlers. Omnis verum lupus. Oh.